Hey, I'm TJ. And I'm Cody. And welcome back to another episode of another generic entertainment podcast, otherwise known as AgeCast. Oh, we messed that up. AgeCast, the number one completely original podcast about everything pop culture. Movies, trailers, video games, the works. All included here. AgeCast with Cody and TJ. So, Cody. Yeah. I've been racking my brain, the old brain, the old noggin around for my favorite 11 year, 11 season show starting in 2005 to approximately 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Do you know what show I'm talking about? 8.8 on TV.com. Um, yeah, I, um, I think I've also been racking my brain for my favorite 11 season TV show. Mm. And, um, I think we can both say it at the same time. Okay, here we uh, go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little countdown, and we're okay, gonna say the same okay, thing. Okay, okay. Three, two, two one. one. The Colbert Report. Oh yes, thing. yeah, yes. The Colbert Report. America's favorite I love political the Colbert Report satire TV show. Um, you know, George Bush era funniness. John Mulaney mm-hmm. guest star. It kicked mm-hmm. off John Oliver's career. Yeah. Do you actually um, have an opinion on Stephen Colbert? Have you? Do you even um, let know? Let me tell you a little. You something. just like know him. Yeah, let me Person. let me say a little something. Stephen and I, Stephen, we back. actually went um, to the same Bard College <laughs> back in back in uh, Tamriel. That's a real fact, right there. Are you trying to no to Rivendell? Yeah, no. Uh, he's whatever. Uh, classic old man trying sort of his best, uh, I, but he's fine enough. I, I mean, I, I, I love his Lord of the Rings fan fanning out. Like that's probably my favorite part about him is just how much of a Lord of the Rings fan he is. He, gen, yeah. Like genuinely a fan and he's helped kickstart a lot of careers. But honestly, uh, I've never been too big of a talk show. I know you like, you like, you like Conan. Conan, Conan. <laughs> I don't. I don't really. I don't really watch. I'm not a talk show kind of person, but uh, he's he's funny in the the things I see sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that um, was I, our. Do we always acknowledge our cold open? If no, we never say cold open because that ruins the point. I feel like I have said it a few times, and every time I've asked something similar along the lines of if I acknowledge this. Yeah. Cold nope, open. that's definitely happened. Is um, it a hot open now? Have I said that yeah. before too? Well, and speaking of hot opens, today's episode is oh, sponsored no. by AgeCast. AgeCast with Cody and TJ. Purchase the NFT for episode 17 at www.agecast.agecastw. That's it. And we only accept Bitcoin uh, like Tesla. Thank you, Elon. You want to know a real fact? Yeah, I do want to know a real fact. I own 107 Dogecoin. Don't, no, no, don't. It's worth about 650 Oh, no. Actually, let me, let me pull it up. Maybe it's spiked. Maybe it's spiked. Maybe it's spike. Now, in your cable package. Oh, oh, all my AMC stock went up. Oh, Dogecoin did spike today. Oh, no. Are you part of the Musk oh, army? Oh my gosh, I've made almost half of a cent in one day. 
Did you see that though? That Tesla is now accepting bitcoins for purchase of we the vehicles. We don't speak of that horrible, horrible man. And their exclusive deal with China right now. Great stuff. Anyways, this is horrible. a this is an entertainment podcast, Cody. It and, is. You know, strangely enough, for our seventeen years of four episodes of Agecast, yeah, I have never once been the one to look at the docket. Um, in fact, it's been your role to not only make this docket, but yeah. make sure we adhere to it. Yes. But I would be remiss, as the children say mm. in the streets of New York. Hey, how's your how's your, your age cast episode going? Hey, who's the what's the? <laughs> he says, "Yeah, we're very popular in Brooklyn, I guess. <laughs> Only 1940s Brooklyn too." <laughs> Yeah, see. Hey, he says to us, "You ever, you, Cody? He has a bits on the on the on the docket there." What yeah, you... I've got a little bit of a bit. Um, wait, wait, everyone, bear a bit? with me. You got a bit here. Yeah, I got a bit of a bit. Um, everyone, bear with me. Okay, I'm uh, so TJ, I need you to go to Google. Okay, here we go. And look up a list of episode names of. <laughs> Digimon Data Squad. Don't do this to me. And please look at the title of episode one. Now, everyone, this is a live reaction. Digimon also, if you want to do this at home, you're welcome Data to. Data Squad. Before and I, I hope even, you all... Before I even fully type this out, I want you to know, I have not seen Data Squad in like 12 plus years. I watched it, I think, freshman year of high school. I rewatched the first episode about a month ago, and you'll understand why the episode title made me uh, feel things. I remember loving it though. So is this going to make me not? Is this going to make me not love it anymore? No, absolutely not. It's going to make you love it more. It predicted the future. No, it's okay. Wait. Look at episode one. The title of episode one of Digimon Data Squad. Don't do this to me. There are monsters among us. Among us! They predicted among us? Oh, I think you mean Orega Masaru da Kokotori Manchurie Shurai. Yeah, they, uh, I just, there's a good old meme going around now that anything that has among us, you just tell people to look it up. And no one else on the planet is doing this, uh, so you're welcome, Internet. Oh, my God. You remember um, when they named the main character of Data Squad Marcus David? That's still, like, at simultaneously the I worst do. and coolest name of all time. Marcus is great because he punches Digimon in the face. Yeah, he gets, and um, we get Bancho Leomon, my favorite Digimon. Probably not yeah. my favorite. I like Bancho Leomon, though. All right, so that was my um, my bit. Okay. Uh, you're welcome, Internet. Well, I have a bit for you. All right. Guess Guess the actor I'm speaking of here. Tim uh, Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, probably my favorite two-time American sitcom star of the 90s and 2010s. Mm, I love Last Man Standing and Home Improvement. Do you? Exclusively only those? Yeah, his two greatest hits. Oh, I'm clearly, oh wait, you were talking about Tim Meadows. I'm cl- clearly talking about Tim Meadows, most famously okay. known for Mean Girls 2 and Grown Ups. Yes. And The Cannibal from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Tim Meadows, the ladies' man, the Mean Girls. Is he the principal of Mean Girls? I don't... Yes, he is the principal. Oh, man. Tim Meadows, what a... What a... 
what a person. What do we what do we think of Tim Meadows and what MC role MCU role will we give Tim Meadows? Um, see that's actually a really good question. Um my personal uh favorite Tim Meadows role is um And you definitely not he, Google him right now. You just know this off the top no, of your no, head. No 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 no. This is off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, I, I feel that. I understand. Okay. Yeah. I really loved him in the hit film Don't do Jack this. and Jill. Is he in Jack and Jill? I haven't seen Yeah, him, he so plays Ted. I, you don't remember? He plays Ted. Oh, he plays Ted the Bear? For my yeah. favorite Seth Rogen film, Ted. <laughs> uh no, I don't I don't Tim Meadows has not been in anything good in his whole life. Um the Goldbergs. Except Mean Girls. <laughs> he's been in Mean Girls and He's probably had, he had he has okay very funny SNL skit. If you have the ability in the future to still use the internet, I recommend going to your video provider of choice to search shirtless Bible salesman SNL skit. Probably also the only funny skit that Will Ferrell ever has. It's hilarious. It kills me. Just realize that uh, Tim Meadows was on SNL for nine years. You had yeah. 184 episodes. Tim Meadows is a legend. <laughs> He's a legend. I know you, Cody. You, you you don't you don't like SNL except for sometimes you like uh, the week the weekly update, right? The news. news I mean, I like I liked it, and then I didn't like it so much anymore. Well, I do. I will say, Beck and Kyle have kind of either they are run out of creativity, or they just don't have creativity anymore. Because no, we have I just not don't had, think they're allowed to do what they want to. We we haven't had really good skits in forever. I still I still watch it. I shouldn't should not watch SNL, but I just you know it's it's a dying art. It's a dying art. It is. And Tim Meadows, one of the best, a king among men, really. Just like we lost Keenan Thompson to his hit sitcom. Have, have we? Have you even seen Keenan? I don't have like. I'm positive we talked about this last. I time. know, but like, it's positive. officially out now. It's officially out now, and I have not watched a single episode. On what sir? Wait, is he not on SNL anymore? I, he like is a part time. He like still does one or two. It's on. It's I, on television. I don't think it's on any. Well, I don't have service. television. He, exactly. Who is watching Keenan? <laughs> Who is watching Keenan right now? Him? No, I don't mean the show. Who has checked in on Keenan Thompson recently? Please tweet at Agecast Official if you've watched Keenan. Please. Anyone. Also, if you've watched Kel on his Nickelodeon show, Gamers. What was it called? I don't remember. It was the one that Redacted was on. Oh, that his one? name rhymes with I don't, no, Throw no, no, don't say Carid. His name. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. That show he was on it. Yeah. Oh, Last oh. gamers, gamers are us. Gamers unite. Yeah, I can't remember what gamers it was rise. Yeah, that nonsense. Um, but yikes. speaking of famous Twitch streamer Tim Meadows, yes, I I heard there is a, another comedian on these streets. Maybe a little bit mm. of a romp and a roll, a little uh, raffle, 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 raffle. One might say. Uh, you could say that, yeah. Who is who is uh I don't forgot the Twitch terminology. You're not like it's not partner, what's it called? Your uh, affiliate. Affiliate. Who's an affiliate yeah. of the Twitch yeah. Jeff Bezos Amazon Prime services? Yes. 
Yeah, so um, the reason that there hasn't been an age cast in months uh, is definitely not just because we're lazy. It's because I uh, it's have creative been streaming on Twitch. It's creative differences. Yeah, creative differences. Really. I, um, I wanted I've to greenlight the movie. We both wanted to go in different directions. I wanted to greenlight yeah. the movie. Um, you know, Kel said he's he's willing to join at any moment to replace Cody, but I just didn't think the chemistry would be there. Yeah, listen, I'm not doing it till Michael Douglas plays TJ. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Age down, Michael Douglas. We know. Nah, you can age do up, it. Michael Douglas. Age, kick it straight up. More straight up. More old more. Michael Douglas. More. 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 <laughs> but sir, the slider doesn't go any more. more. <laughs> Digital zoom. I don't please. wish to see flesh. More. Okay, well, the idea of skeleton Michael Douglas playing TJ is uh, Ex- a really good thought in my head. It's exactly what happens every time. But we yeah, I've been streaming on Twitch. Uh, you can find me at red underscore dragonzord. Mm. Um, it's a reference, of course, to uh, fighting futons. Three ninjas kick back. Uh, surf ninjas. No, three ninjas kick back. Where Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan? Can Hulk? I speak? <laughs> uh, where Dwayne the Hulk Hogan <laughs> this, uh, this is going to be another big bad Beetleborgs little little reference you got yeah it's a, re- it's a reference to uh, of course Mighty Morphin Hulk Hogan um, the red dragon zord being a zord from season 2 but yeah that's my name on Twitch uh, I'm having a good time I stream 3 sometimes 4 nights a week um, right now, I'm playing through the campaign of the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, that series will probably wrap up um, right as this is releasing. I've also been playing a lot of Halo 3 multiplayer mm-hmm. and really enjoying that. That's been a lot of fun, so come hang out. Um, I've been... You can find when I'm streaming. Just just follow me on Twitch. I will have my schedule posted on there. Well, I don't really know what this Red Dragon Zord is. Um but I will have to say I've been I've been watching I've been watching Cody and he, I don't know to me it seems like he's getting his name from my favorite series of all time, uh, Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, and I I just don't know if this is fair. Does anybody know if this is a coincidence or not? Um, it's just obviously it's my favorite um, series with. I'm trying to look up whatever this. Is. That's the Die Ranger is the one that Mighty Morphin based off of, right? Was I smart it's, enough? It's the to... one that Mighty Morphin season two is season based two. off of. Um, so you are no, you are correct okay. because the Red Dragon Zord is from season two. Wow! Did I? I really? I just went for it. Yeah, which is interesting. The um, because uh, when you have channel points, you can put a custom image for it. Yeah, and the one I chose was the Lili balls from Die Ranger. So again, though I clumsy as I am, I somehow always fall on top. And forward. Um, yeah. I stumble, but I succeed. And, you know, that's truly the real success of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. What'd you say? But, I, you know, Cody, I can't stop gabbing about my favorite part one of a miniseries that used to be a full-length movie that was terrible. Yeah. Originally released as a direction of Joss, Joss Whedon turned into now a rekindling of the love and passion of Zack Schneider. Any ideas what I'm talking about? 
Um, Tom and so Jerry we, has been amazing. We are going to have to um, four like part actually. We got to preface this. Um, just so everyone knows what's going on, we're talking about the Snyder Cut, Zack uh, Snyder's Justice no. League. If you have a hot take opinion on this, we don't care. I don't care at all. Zach, I'm talking to you, bud. Look, I love you. <laughs> I don't care what you think of this movie. I don't care what anyone thinks of this movie. Because no matter what you say, you're wrong. It's not a masterpiece. It's also not the worst thing ever made. It's a movie. Now, I have watched the first part of it. Mm-hmm. I found it insufferable. <laughs> Um, in a word in yeah I was planning on watching a lot more than that but as soon as that ended I was like no I can't this is bad however I've been assured that it gets better and I do plan on watching the rest it's just going to take me a few months because it looks bad it is boring and I don't know the CG is terrible <laughs> It looks like a Robert Rodriguez movie, but without the charm. Like, it seriously gave off Shark Boy and Lava Girl vibes when they were on Themyscira. Was George Lopez and... there? Ba- well, really? Okay, so you know how Mr. Electric, his face is comically large and that's funny? Yeah. Steppenwolf is the exact opposite. His face is so small. It's hilarious. Like, they put him like he's a big evil man, but like, he's a... He's a plate of knives with the tiniest face ever. Because they redesigned him for this. He doesn't look like he did in the other Did they they finally give him his magic carpet so he could ride on it? His magic carpet ride? No. He just has the tiniest face you've ever seen on a creature. And it's hilarious. (laughs) That's my main takeaway from it. Is that every second he was on screen, I was dying laughing. I've seen the original. I absolutely hated it. Uh, Cody and I did we not pay for the original. I'm sure we talked about that on HCast. We did not pay for uh-huh. it, but I definitely felt like I should have been paid to sit down and waste hours of my life on that movie. But my biggest complaint by far, I've heard the Schneider cut does not introduce by Act 3 at the very least. Everybody's the most beloved character in the DC Universe. Booster Gold. Of course I am talking about Booster Gold. Friends at home, yep. family, friends, loved ones, gather around as I uh, elucidate to you Here the beauty go. and wonder of Booster Gold. Why? Why, Zach? Answer me this. I'm talking to you right now. Anybody named Zach, listen to this. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Well, I mean, have you seen the hashtag going around? The hashtag uh, save booster? It's like, no, it's restore the Snyderverse. No. So maybe if they restore the Snyderverse, Zack Snyder will make a Booster Gold movie and make him sad. What if they just make Ben Affleck Booster Gold? They tried to make him Batman. It didn't work. (laughs) He could be Booster Gold. Uh, Give it the chance. If you can hear a siren... That's not from the outside. That's actually from the fire station inside of the hangar. Yeah, we have a fire station. It's a big hangar. It's, we have fires all the time, mainly started yeah. by Cody. No. Almost exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> Almost exclusively. Yeah. yeah. 
But you know what we Speaking also of exclusive. have? You know what we also have? What do we have? This is also exclusive, just in case everyone knows. Exclusive first take. I know it hasn't come out for the rest of the world, but uh, Cody and I got a sneak view of the entirety of WandaVision. Series. Yeah. So this is a hot take. It comes out in about a year or two. To, uh, um, it was Peacock, right? Peacock is getting uh, WandaVision. Yeah, the song Peacock by Katy Perry. Song Peacock by Katy Perry. Now on Paramount Plus. Yeah, if you put that on vinyl into a laserdisc player, it'll play WandaVision. That's amazing. Out of order. Yeah, but it'll still play it. It'll play it. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, my favorite Cat Dennings moment in WandaVision. Um, Cat Dennings would have to be. Yeah. So uh, honestly, yeah, no, WandaVision's like really good. I was just saying, uh, what, what, I, I do you, wanna, what do you I think do, of WandaVision? What do you think? I don't. Think I do we've have some overall thoughts. We haven't like legitimately. Um, so originally, um, Falcon Winter Soldier was going to be the first show to come out. Um, the only reason it didn't is because Falcon Winter Soldier filmed in Germany, and Germany closed down months before the U.S. did because they handled this well. And by this, I mean uh, Ovid K. Nineteen, nay. <laughs> don't want to say it and get demonetized. We don't get paid, but you know, a certain global health crisis. So they had to quit filming there, so it wouldn't have been ready. But Wandavision was filming in L.A., um, and L.A. didn't care, so he just filmed it. Um, there's definitely more nuance to it. I'm pretty sure they did film in a bubble for the last bit of it, but it was easier to do that here than in Germany. Because all every all the American citizens working on it in Germany were kicked out and sent back here. Um, but I honestly feel uh, WandaVision being the next piece of Marvel content we've gotten since because we haven't had anything since Far From Home, right? Right. It's been over over a year, well over a year. I think Wanda, and that's WandaVision good. being the next Marvel thing after Far From Home actually strangely works out great. Hundred percent. I am happy that it was before Falcon Winter Soldier. Now, of course, we're, we'll talk about the first episode of Rocket Winter Soldier because that's all that's out right now. But if that had been the first thing we had seen from Marvel, I don't think it would have like driven any buzz because it was just fine. But let's, let's focus on WandaVision. WandaVision opened up. It did the first two episodes on the same day, which was wild. And neither one explained a thing. And I loved that. Absolutely loved it. I loved that it took... So many episodes before they even dropped a hint at what was going on. It was so cool to see a show not tell you everything and just present it and be what it is without any irony. It's like, this is a 50 sitcom. You're going to like it. And I loved it. I My initial reaction to WandaVision, similar thing. Um, I really, really wanted this to like go off the walls, be very avant-garde, be nothing we've ever seen before. My biggest complaint about the MCU is how samey so many of those movies could feel, how copy and pasted they could feel just with different names. Mm-hmm. And I loved the different direction of WandaVision. Uh, I did love the original episodes. My favorite parts, though, is probably from the first two episodes, the dinner scene. The dinner scene. Yeah, when it just goes full horror. I love that. I love that. I need I need mm-hmm. more suspense like that and more, uh, not even like fully fourth wall breaking, but like just edging to like the teetering of fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. I did not like, um, 
I did not like when it would happen again late. I think it's like episode six or seven with Agnes in the middle when they're in the seventies or eighties. And she's like, just like clearly says, do you want me to say that line again? Do you want me to repeat this? Mm. I thought I was like, you did this way better in the fifties version. They kind of just rehashed that again. I think, I think it worked there because Wanda was losing it. So like, it wasn't as good because she wasn't in as good of control. Mm. Okay. I, so it kind of went along with her character. I think my favorite of all those scenes, though, is uh, probably episode three or four when Geraldine's trying to talk to Wanda. She's in, still in uh, Westside. Is it Westview? Westview? Westview, At yeah. the very beginning. And Vision notices his neighbor, like, cutting the fence instead of the bushes. Mm-hmm. That right there, when that scene... And they play it for laughs... And I love that they played it for laughs because it was like a very yep. like, especially now knowing what that person was going through. It's actually a terrifying scene. And I love. Yeah, I love the juxtaposition. It's awesome. I love all of that. The like horror elements in there. And it was just so different to like anything else. And the way that they captured each shows like each decade, I mean, it's like feeling was so good. Like the second to last episode or whatever that was like modern family it it was just an episode of it's modern just, family my my favorite style has to be because i just love the show the malcolm in the middle like early aughts feel yeah I, that was cool that was very cool and then like um see i really enjoyed the early episodes because like my dad is a huge fan of um the brady bunch so when it got to the Brady Bunch episode, I was like, this is all the tropes. This is perfect. But also, my mom really loved I Love Lucy, which was the 50s thing it was parodying. Yeah. So that worked super well, too. I, so, like, that's why it hit with me. And then, like, once you get the episode with um, Wanda going back into her uh, past and showing that, like, she watched the shows with her family. That was awesome. When you understood so why it started, why it actually started in the 50s. Especially when that that kind of stuff really is not even nostalgic anymore. It's starting no. to just become straight up historic. Which, yeah. um, so explaining why it was nostalgic for her and the juxtaposition of what it was like growing up in, um, oh great, what's that, the made up country she's from? Sokovia. Sokovia. Uh, I, I did love that. I loved those flashbacks. Uh, I, okay. I don't know if we're at the point. There's only like one or two things I did not like about this show. And also, yeah, they're not it. that big of a deal. Um, okay. Quicksilver, the Quicksilver fake out. Yeah. I, obviously, I was too, I didn't listen to too many fan theories. And this isn't really a fan theory I listened to. I just automatically, I was like, oh, it's Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. And I was just hoping that this was good because Disney recently acquired Mar- uh, Fox. I was just hoping that this was going to be the bridge to try to like yeah. bring these two universes together. And I, with Wanda, I was like, oh, we could do like a reverse House of M situation, which I know is like mm-hmm. a big theory that didn't pan out. Or I was like, we can get the Fantastic Four because when um, 
Geraldine, not Ger- she's Geraldine in Westview. What's her name outside of Westview? Monica Rambo. Monica Ram- Rambo. The second Captain Marvel. Come yeah, on. Yeah, the first female Captain Marvel, and then taken away. Well, well, even yeah, even in the comics, she was the second one after Marvel died. Yeah. Um, uh, she says like she has her like space engineer friend or whatever, and I was like, oh, Reed Richards. But we didn't yeah. get See, we didn't get that. But that it. And I also, I didn't really like the Agatha-Wanda fight that much, but I loved the Vision v. Vision fight, or lack thereof. <laughs> I loved that. The, the ship the, of Theseus? The ship of Theseus intellectual, like, debate to end a battle was awesome. It, Paul Bettany killed that performance. It's mm. Paul Bettany talking to Paul Bettany, and I loved it. I really liked... Um the like character stuff in the fight because like it looked whatever it was two people throwing beams i mean beam struggles are perfect but so i enjoyed it but like how it was very much wanda accepting who she was and using agatha uh, like her teachings even though agatha didn't mean to teach her about the runes but she used that against her and like i love that they went the comic route of her being an actual witch because in the 616, she actually isn't Magneto's daughter. Um, he just adopted her. Um, so she always thought she was a mutant, but she's actually just a witch. She's actually not a mutant in the comics and hasn't been. So she's not time. even an Omega, because she would have been an Omega level mutant. Yeah, no, she's not a mutant. She's a witch. The Scarlet okay. Witch was a title passed down. Like her mother was the Scarlet Witch, her grandpa was the Scarlet Warlock. Like it's a mantle. And that's exactly what it is in the MCU now, which is awesome. Um, and like, I'm glad they went that route cause it's awesome, but it's her accepting that. Yeah. She's the chaos bringer. Like, well, and I like how they, good. I like how they brought in her comic book costume that makes sense. Oh my God. That, that's it, probably the oh. best, uh, explanation and transition for a comic book accurate costume outside of, you know, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Like. The MCU took so long to get comic accurate accurate suits, and like, because Endgame we finally got a, an Iron Man and a Captain America that looked really good, um, but like Wanda's outfit was always pretty good. But well, you like, get it for like her you new get it for one. like five minutes in the first Captain America, and then they just like they're like, never mind, we can't do it. Well, even that has a bunch of buckles and belts. Oh wait, you mean the uh, one in the. The propaganda suit? Yeah, the propaganda suit. That's okay, like the, yeah. That's the only... But it's like literally like five minutes, and you bet that that was back in the day when they put all the Doritos and the Dr. Pepper ads. It was like, yep. this is how he looks the whole time. No, it's not. Yep. Yeah, and like... I uh, just really loved her... The suit like coming onto her the way it did. It was so cool, and she looked amazing. Um, and it's the MC and... it's the MCU equivalent of going Super Saiyan. Yeah. And like they did it a few episodes earlier when Monica got her powers. And I love that kind of thing. A hero like accepting it and just getting powers or getting a new suit. Like it's exactly like in Mandalorian when he got his uh full Beskar or his jetpack. It felt awesome. Yes. I love when characters get a suit. Or End of Daredevil on Netflix, he gets his Daredevil suit, and it feels awesome because it's earned. And end, this of, show end of Ghost Rider 2, 
when he becomes he, yeah blue flame he, ghost he rider blue ghost, ghost rider and he earns it who was never johnny blaze but whatever <laughs> he earns it this is a different character but whatever um no i think the thing about wandavision i love the most is everything in it is earned it's established it doesn't like go against anything set before it but it doesn't rely on it either necessarily like it takes what the MCU gave these characters and does whatever it wants with it and just nails it. And it talks about trauma Mm -hmm. and like, they don't just immediately get over it. Like when vision hears about what's happened to him, he just leaves. He's out. Yeah. You can't He's like, no, he's like, I don't know what to do right now. I just need to. Yeah. He's like, I can't process this. I'm dead, but Oh God. And like Wanda just leaves and she's got the dark hold, which is not good. I, In case you're unaware, the dark hold is literally made of dark matter. I honestly, for a societal thing as well, I think it's the perfect um, blend of normality and new. That mm. even as a society, we just kind of need. I, I'm sure yeah. Disney was not planning on this, but it's no. like to me. The per- when I look back on this time and I start thinking of this transition away from what's been happening this past year, I will probably mm-hmm. view WandaVision as that, like, turning point. Yeah. Or at least I hope, you know, knock on wood. But for what it seems like right now, we're starting to finally shift in a direction, a new direction compared to what this past oh, yeah. year has been absolutely and like man i just really loved it and i love it made me like, i can't wait to see doctor strange 2 yeah and that, okay know, it did make me say it. when is doctor strange 2 coming do we have a date for that uh i don't know i just know sam raimi is directing it and danny elfman's doing oh, the music it's, so it's just um, gonna be the greatest movie of all time yeah it's the the raimi group is back like which is why I kind of hope Toby doesn't come back in uh, Spider-Man Far From whatever it's called. They released the title and I already forgot because I don't care. Cody. Um, huh. Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Literally comes out a year from right now. That cannot it be It is true. exactly true. <laughs> March 25th, 2022, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse That's- of Madness releases. Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed back because that's the one I'm most excited for. Oh. Uh, I hope that if Toby does make his MCU debut, it's in that movie so that he's handled by Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman because Toby is only one piece of that Spider-Man. The other two pieces are Danny Elfman's score and Sam Raimi's direction. Wait, has Rachel McAdams been in the MCU already? Is- yeah, she was Christine in the first one. She was his love interest. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was like... yeah, But... So did you notice the very last musical thing you hear in WandaVision is the Doctor Strange I did, theme? I did. I, I pointed that out to Emily when we were watching. It's awesome. I don't see anyone talking about that. Like, because she's sitting there doing, like, a Doctor yeah, Strange it's doing spell. The, like, yeah, literally doing the pose and all that. I Yeah. The awesome. Okay. We're we're like thirty minutes in. We need the we need to be going down this. We do need to. We need to go go down. Okay, so let's get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. I have a good way to transition. All right. Uh, so apparently the Disney Plus shows are using the MCU composers, which is great. Christoph Beck did WandaVision. He's the guy who's done the Ant Man movies. I love the Ant Man um, movies. And um, I listened 
literally just listening to the music in Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm like, they got Henry Jackman back because he did Winter Soldier and Civil War. And I'm like, this is his music. This is awesome. And then at the end, it's like music by Henry Jackman. I'm like, thank God. He's such a good composer. Um, but overall, Falcon Winter Soldier Episode 1, first, I've seen it twice now. Yeah. First time I watched it, did not like it one bit. I thought it was legitimately bad. Oh, really? Uh, really. I, it was I, I only, just propaganda. I only watched it the one time. Yeah, the second time I watched it, I softened up on it. I think the first opening fight is horrible. It was felt like Fast and Furious. It's, like you know, wingsuits you know what it do like not work me? like that. It felt like huh. to me the direct. It it, it seems like. Oh great! Let me let me look up this director. A, it, Ang Lee. It seemed like an Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Yeah, it was straight up 2003 Hulk. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it just. The way I describe the whole episode is like a Michael Bay movie without the weird sexual stuff. Because like there was no token woman, so that's good. Uh, uh, but... The counselor, the counselor for Bucky. Okay, look, the counseling was not handled super well. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my... But like overall, like it's fine. It's okay. The show could be good. I thought it was completely fine. Um, I was a little disappointed that. I so far how they're laying out the emotional stakes of these two characters. Uh, I'm definitely throughout the MCU more of a fan of Sam Falcon. Yeah, but and I've kind of actually really have hated Bucky since his introduction, and I've just thought he's a wasted character. Like Winter Soldier could have been a so much better. But I mean, Sebastian, maybe he's talked about how his character hasn't got anything done recently. Because the way they are portraying him so far, I think is great, and you can do a lot yeah. with it. And if he does not say anything to, I forgot the old man's name, throughout this series. Oh, he better say something. It's wasted next potential episode. if he does not say anything. Yeah, uh, I think Sebastian Stan's a way better actor than anyone realized, um, and he knocked uh, he, it out of the park. He killed when he go when he leaves battleship the battleship date, the knock on his door. Yeah. That was awesome. That was the best part of the whole episode for me. Hundred um, percent. I think all the Sam stuff was a little wonky, and also people are racist towards uh, people who are blipped. There. Oh uh, yeah, I think that was also just supposed to be commentary because it was, you know, a black two, family trying yeah, two, to get a loan. Two black people going to a white-owned bank, which is fair. Definitely in New Orleans, no, <laughs> much less. Yeah, like yeah. perfectly fair when they're just trying to gentrify all the land, but like. I don't know. I think the show can get a lot better. Um, it just felt kind of cheap and looked kind of cheap. Well, also compared, I I knew I knew before to try to not get my hopes up because I I don't think so far anything on the slate is going to reach Wandavision levels for me. Um, yeah, maybe they could do something with Loki, but what they Marvel wise have planned so far, I don't see anything topping Wandavision. For me personally. Yeah, I think Loki will be a fun romp. Um, I think it'll be a very enjoyable show, but it's not going to reach like the emotional heights of WandaVision. Moon Knight's going to be really good. I um, think Moon Knight will be funny and maybe like a nice little... Uh, they released um, a clip of Oscar Isaac training with stuntmen, and he is killing it. Like... He has got the martial arts down. Oh, he's got those quips. I mean, The Last Jedi. Um, no, nope, they fly now. Admiral Hugs. 
Yo mama. mama. I can't wait to hear some Moon Knight quips from Oscar Isaac. Yeah, no. That one and She-Hulk I think could be great, especially if they bring back Matt Murdock because there's no reason not to. Because if you've got one superhero lawyer, you better bring in the second right, one. Right. Well, then Matt they better Murdock they better be bring back show. Foggy Nelson. But we we do a role reversal. John Favreau. And John Favreau, Foggy <laughs> Nelson comes back. Please make my dreams come true. No. Um, but yeah. So far, Disney Plus, Marvel. One was a hit out of the park. The other is uh, I, I think the pitch is still being thrown. The pitch is still being thrown. That's what I'll say. My, my best bet is it's going to be fine. It's going to be what most Captain America movies are to me, which I like. I just want Zemo back. I think Captain America, of his three movies, out of the three big three, has the most consistent movies. Um he, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's probably... To me, it's the most consistent the most, superhero trilogy there is. It, overall, if you had to count all three, it's the strongest. But yeah. my favorite of all nine of those movies is probably Thor Ragnarok. And I would say, ultimately, I prefer Iron Man movies compared to everything. Yeah, uh, Civil War is, like, in my top three MCU movies. I really love it. I, I, um, a lot of it is just because of like the interactions between characters and Zemo is awesome. So I'm very excited for Zemo to come back in um, this show. I was really hoping it'd be in episode one. And Hopefully he's in episode two. And I think they kind of wasted Hydra in Winter Soldier. I think they played that card way too soon in Winter Soldier. I remember. I mean, eh, I think they got rid of them as soon as they could because they had bigger things. Yeah, to they do. they do have bigger things, but I think it would have been like we. The juxtaposition of Thanos, and now you're like, but human humanity was always the real villain. Ha ha ha. MCU. Which I guess they're I mean, still kind of doing. You can't go to cosmic stuff if Hydra's still around. Yeah. And <laughs> they needed to get to space. Um, But yeah, overall, Falcon Winter Soldier, pitch is still being thrown. It might be like, as long as I get on base, I'll be happy. But if they were to strike now, swing now, they would get a strike. Cody, we are From 40 me. minutes in, and we are halfway through our docket. We're going to have to... That's what I like to well, hear. This is crazy. No, we got this. This is crazy. Okay. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's jump straight to this. Can you see where my cursor is? Yes. We're going to jump straight there. We'll leave these other two bullets for the next episode. Okay. Okay. So... As you can see, the title of this episode, I don't know what the title is going to be, but this is the four-year anniversary special. We have been doing HCAST for four years. I I don't believe it. Uh, also, this is episode 17, and Cody said that, and I called him a liar. I did not, because I don't, folks at home who are listening, lovely viewers, slash viewers of only ears, it, we did five, six episodes in one year. And waited yep. almost two years to do another episode. Our 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 schedule in the airline hangar is ridiculous. Um, Boss man really does not get off our back. But no, he does not. It's, it's a sad, it's sad. But we have somehow found the time to keep everybody's favorite region regional podcast that is slowly growing. We are not located exclusively in one city anymore we have now expanded to two cities that would say they yep. are important but the rest of our state would say who hey england is my city england. real 
G's move and whoppers like lasagna. I don't. You see, Burger King took a <laughs> tried to quote Little Wayne. I don't know, but Cody, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. When it comes to why Age Gas or the story of Age Gas, aside yeah. from the need to tell the people what they need to hear, I do not remember why we started this. So here's what I remember of the origins of AgeCast. Uh, we always joked about starting a podcast. We had no idea what we were doing because uh, that was not necessarily before everyone had a podcast, but it was a little bit before we, we every were, single we person were, knew We were ahead of the curve, okay? We were ahead. 100%. Yeah. Um, now, we obviously weren't any of the like original podcasters or else we would have listeners. Um, <laughs> hey. But... Uh, before every common person you've ever met had a podcast, we decided, you know what, we're going to do this. Um, and I think we were joking around our good pal, Stuart Brazil. Um, and missed he, that guy. yeah, miss that guy. He's okay. Just haven't <laughs> seen him in a while. Lovely, lovely, man. um, lovely gent. Um, and he was like, yeah, we can do that. And then that we got together one day. Stuart impression. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, yeah, we it's, can it's do most, that on Stuart Brazil. It's mostly gamma. Uh, it's, it's like mostly it's gamma. like I was made for this. That's what Stuart said. He said it's like I was made for this when we uh, pitched the idea. We didn't. Uh, we all sat down in the living room of the apartment that TJ and Stuart lived in that I would later live in oh, uh, two years after that. <laughs> we sat in the living room and we brainstormed about what this we podcast would be. We sat on the same couch that almost every episode has been recorded off of. A very terrible couch that is in one episode of Supernatural. Yeah, a couch that has been passed down from generation to generation. Uh, shout out to Nick Pope. It is now an. It's a now at Noah's porch. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so uh, we were brainstorming. I don't remember exactly how we came up with the name Agecast. I think it was my idea. Well, I'm pretty sure we were like, we can't do another generic entertainment podcast. And then we were like, that's literally just the name of the podcast now. And then we, I think yeah. we, one of us realized that you could anagram another generic entertainment podcast and it would be. Yeah, we it, it, like, it was a stroke of genius, really. But then um, I, I remember one part of this creative endeavor that you quickly right. denied of me. I had suggested. Okay. That we call our listeners ages. Ages. Yeah, we can't do you that. Said, no, we cannot. And I was like, well, it's perfect. <laughs> okay, no, we can't. No. Um, yeah, that's really just how it was. And then I think on that first day of brainstorming, like we recorded an episode because the only reason our first episodes even sound okay and they sound bad, but. Is because Stuart rented um, equipment from the college we were going to because he was a uh, media ma- media major. Yeah, we had um, we had some he would, low he had end access Yeti to the good bikes. Stuff. Well, at the time they were yeah. pretty nice, but nowadays it's your low end Yeti bikes that we had. wait. No, with him we had like boom mics. Oh, we did. We did actually for yeah. two of our episodes we had boom mics. Two of them. Yeah, the first one I think was just Yetis. I think we had but... the boom mics. For the Wii episode and the Digimon episode, and for we did for definitely the Dylan episodes. Yeah, say how ha- I remember you and yeah, and Mac versus PC. Because Dylan and I shared a mic, I'm pretty sure. 
Yep, you did. And you and Stuart did on Mac and PC. As most guests, have I always been the one who shares a mic with our guests? I shared with Ali. Uh, well, except for game show. Except for game show. Because I also shared. And you shared on, uh, is that Ragecast? Is it game show Ragecast? Yeah, it's the same episode. Uh, okay, I, you know, we kind of jumped to favorite moments right now. Um, no, 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 okay, we didn't. Okay, okay. Back to the story. Um, so we just started filming, not film. well, we started filming eventually. Um, but we were recording, and we released those five that we recorded in like two days. Um, yeah, we, we weren't patient. Every week we for a while. No, and then we didn't record again for over a year. Uh, well, I think it was about a year. Um, well, to and, be fair, yeah, that's we all Agecast. left. It was summertime. And then when yeah, we, it, we literally recorded it right before school ended. Then when we got back, Stuart had graduated. You and I did yep. not live together. Nope. And I, that was my junior year. That was honestly my most busy year of all of college. Yeah, I was pretty busy myself. But eventually we did it. Um, we got our new... Um, what did we what director best gaffer whatever best gaffer we had our yeah our new gaffer uh kyle join um and then we hit the ground running and recorded you know a couple episodes every few months um we came more um regular than before but still not a very we, we incorporated more john favreau into our podcast we did um but we'll get to that later on into favorite moments um Right now, we just want to do a, a shout-out to our favorite podcast. If you haven't given them a listen, um, they're really small. Just kidding. They're quite popular. Uh, it's called Extra Napkins. Extra Napkins, your favorite food-adjacent podcast. Imagine if Cody and I had talent and we're consistent. Extra Napkins. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like old versions of us who lived in Buffalo for, that's, <laughs> that's their whole extra they lived in buffalo but i've moved to california yep and we did the opposite we now live in buffalo and we love it here we don't <laughs> we love it here don't you know right um so before we get into some of our favorite moments of agecast we took some fan questions um i asked mine over on my instagram you can find it uh just search my name or cody wings 10 if you want to um and got a few responses i did only ask about an hour ago i probably should have asked long before um but i've got a few and tj also asked um in multiple places um so tj why don't you go first with our first fan question. our first fan question so i have two people i don't know you want me to do one now and then do one later oh that's great i have two so you go i go you go i go so from our great pal rachel mcadams uh co-worker of mine Regina George. Yeah, Regina George. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams has asked for us to answer. What is our favorite comfort show, movie, or game that we go to when we Mm. need to escape and why? Uh, Rachel has said that her favorite, which I will support her, but I know you will not, uh, goes towards the show side of The Office or Bob's Burgers. I won't say anything I, I, about the office. You've been refraining yourself right now, and I, I, I appreciate that of you. The word is restraining, but okay. Uh, I, I could go. I go first here. <laughs> go. For I it. actually, I probably have one for each of these. Um, show community. I can quote almost the entire show. I can start almost anywhere and be happy, even season four, and still be happy. 
uh, community. I love it so much. I own it literally completely twice, and I probably will three times because there's a Blu-ray version as well. Community is amazing. I love it. Uh, it's also the only pops I will ever own in my life because it's literally the only fan thing for Community ever. I hate that yeah. I own But uh, movie-wise, The Iron Giant. The Iron Giant will okay. always be there for me. And video game-wise, honestly, just any Pokemon game, any mainline Pokemon game. I don't need to play for any more than like the first badge or two, and I'm satisfied and happy. All right. Brings me back to a younger, um, carefree time. Yeah, I don't really subscribe to the comfort things too much. Um, I just get too bored of the same thing. However, I definitely do have some, even though I would, you know, don't like to say I do, but I definitely do because I think everyone does, even if they don't like the idea. Um, for me, a lot of the time it's YouTube videos, honestly, because that's, that's what most I was, of the I was, media. I was figuring for you, would it be like a certain channel or something you would be? Yeah. Um, HR Bomber Guy. It's the HR Bomber Guy. I mean, H Bomber uh, Guy. It's not H&R Block. I, why do I, I always <laughs> want to add things to words. Correct. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, well, yeah, like different video essay channels like Lindsay Ellis, H Bomber Guy. Um, some older ones I used to watch all the time. I can't anymore because they've been outed as terrible people. Can we still watch um, Todd? Which is unfortunate. Yeah, Todd's fine. I love fine. Todd. Um, I watch Ryu Car. Um, he is a Mario Maker streamer. I watch his uh, videos on YouTube uh, every week. He releases two or three a week, and I watch them all. I really enjoy watching that. Um, so usually it's things that are recurring. But in order... in um, more of going along with the question, things that you, like, revisit. Um, Halo 3 right now has become a bit of a comfort. Mm. Uh, just coming home and playing a few games, because I already know exactly how the game plays. I'm pretty good at it, and it's just fun to do. That, that's, um, uh, if it's if I, if I it's the Halo series for me, it's Reach. The only game... Yeah, yeah. see, Reach I also play, because it's on the Master Chief Collection. So. Only one I beat on Legendary by myself... I know that game in and out. I love three, but I've only probably completely beat it once. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, it really just depends overall. Um, let's see. Game. You just a game. Was, I just yeah, said Halo game. I did. You got a movie? Uh, show. Movie. Uh, I mean, I have a lot like Spider-Man two. I watch all the time. But I won't know. Wouldn't go Honestly, Chef too. I know we joke about it. I I freaking love Chef, and I think I watched it six times last year, and I was okay. Yeah, every Chef. Time. I do watch pretty often. RoboCop. I watch quite a bit. Um, what about the new Judge Dread? The most recent Judge Dread. I don't watch Dread that often. I maybe watch it once every two years. Okay. Um, that was a great movie. You made me watch it. And I loved it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's really it for movies, TV shows. I don't know, like. When Power Rangers was on Netflix, I would throw on like Forever Red every now and then, but it's not on Netflix anymore, so I'm not going to put in my DVD because that's way too much effort. Mm. Um, so I don't really have one for TV shows at the moment. Well, Digimon. Um, Old grade of episode I don't Digimon. really watch it often. No. Uh, well, I guess I don't either. It's not that yeah, it's not readily available. Well, that was a good question. Shall we move on to the next? Please, give me. let us know. Let us know. So this is a question from our old pal Joey. Buddy from college. Oh, oh, the um, Joey down in the Joey, down in Atlanta, Joey down in Georgia. Yeah, shout out to Georgia. 
Um, so he says, what is it like knowing this podcast was started when you were in college? Old much? Joey, aren't you also out of college now? Yeah. <laughs> Old much? You graduated with me. Joey is less than a year younger than me. Um, so, yeah. Um, I do kind of feel old about it. Uh, it's a weird feeling that we've been doing this for four years. Yeah. That's kind of the whole point of this episode. Maybe, maybe it's not very nostalgic. that I was in college, because you know, I was in college last year. I mean, I was yeah. in grad school, but I was in college. Four years. What's more crazy, Cody, is in a few months longer, we will have known each other for six years. That uh. that's, that's, what's, that's what's more crazy. <laughs> not, not that the podcast has been four years, but also just literally how fast not only did we like not that we became friends because you can become friends with somebody pretty fast but how fast we just got to know each other on a different level like i think it was literally a span of three weeks that i would have just been like yeah i know cody i I know him that was uh for those of you who don't know perhaps listeners that weren't there i know many of you were but um tj and i entered college at the same time uh, 2015, 2015, fall of 2015, August to be That's exact. So I said it's gonna be um, it's gonna be six years before you know it. Yeah, um, we joined the marching band at our college. We're both trombones, um, and because we give off similar energies, uh, everyone just mistook us for the other. Uh, people would just call me TJ, and I'm sure people just called you. Cody. Actually, a lot. A very I know it's, I know the joke was more that you were called TJ, but I was maybe I just didn't freak out as much as you. We didn't freak out. You just had a, a very distinct reaction. Uh, but I was called Cody a whole bunch, especially by only Dylan Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, frustrating, um, but I don't know. It just took very quickly. We realized we did have a lot of similar in, uh, interests. And I don't know. We hit it off and we became good friends. And that has sort of stayed true. I mean, he's okay. I, well, I, I'll never <laughs> share a hotel room with this man. But unless it's no. in the, next to the Philadelphia Creator Expo Center. That's true. Then we definitely will. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's how we met. Um, and that'll be six years ago. And speaking of six years, just to make you feel old again. This. Six years from today is when the epilogue from Digimon Zero Two takes place. What? In six years, the epilogue will no longer be future tense. You're kidding me. When they all have kids nope. and ties, a uh, uh-huh. lawyer in Madsen space. It takes place in 2027, and the last episode came out on March 25th, 2001. We already talked about the latest movie, right? And how great it was? Yeah. Um, what a great yeah. movie. What a great movie. Yeah. That was just another way to make you feel old. But yeah. Definitely feel old about things, but overall, good question. You want to go ahead and do your last one? Um, yeah, there are three rapid-fire questions. We can we can right, answer these very it. fast. These come from long-time, uh, first-time listener, long-time listener. <laughs> Zach Dover. <laughs> and uh, Zach says, when is the Snyder Cut of Agecast coming out? The people demand to know. You know, that's a good question. Very um, funny. I was talking to my good... I was talking to my good pal, Zach. That's Zach Snyder to you. Um, and he actually told me that he was interested in doing a cut of age cast. 
Um, except Jason Momoa is going to play the age, and the cast is going to be played by... Um, uh, yeah, you got this. Who's that girl this. from Queen's Gambit? Uh, oh, the redhead? Yeah. I don't remember her name. Uh, her. She's it's going to be, be Scarlett Johansson's voice from her will be... Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, second rapid fire question. When is Zach coming back on the show? Well, I assume you're talking about our good pal Zach Schneider. As we just discussed, we're waiting to make a contract change here to yeah. see when that can happen again. Uh, and last but not least, uh, did the host of AgeCast along with Dick Cheney make money off... Oh, I don't know if we're legally allowed to discuss this one. Um, I have not heard of any war in Iraq, um, but I'm sure Richard is, is doing fine. Poor Richard. Richard. Uh, yeah, but no, we did not make money off of We that. were very young when it started and it continues. <laughs> um, what's our last fan well, question? All right, our last question comes from um friend of the show first time friend last time last time being our friend too (laughs) (laughs) this is madison she asks the lizzie mcguire movie just question mark lizzie mcguire movie yes uh the lizzie mcguire movie question mark my response if i may sing for me paolo Have you ever seen such beautiful sun? I can almost kiss the sun. Shining so bright. Oh, what a... There's your answer. What a, last time I watched that movie, um, Emily turned 21. And that's what she wanted to watch. What a great movie. I have not seen that movie in far too long. I want to watch Do it Do we again. not watch it together? Or maybe th- I'm sure it we might did. have been too powerful for us to watch that movie together. No, we did. I remember it was with a large group, and I'm pretty sure Dylan bought it because it was before Disney Plus. Before existed. Disney Plus, Ooh. it was after we watched something. After my day with the president's daughter. Yeah, that could have been it. With our our favorite Wilfredell, right? He's in that. Yeah, it was either that or it might have been after we watched Hairspray that time. What time? I feel like we watch Hairspray more than once together. I don't know. We watched it at some point. That's the last that movie Cody and I watched together was the hit 1982 rendition of Annie. Honestly, a great film. One of the best, actually. Um, See, so yeah, that's our fan questions. Uh, we're going to segue into our favorite moments on AgeCast. This is like the clip show. During the season finale, not that this is the season finale of HCast. Can somebody play me um, under pressure? Uh, is Linkara still okay? Wow, nice yeah, Linkara reference. Linkara, Jesus, uh, under pressure reference. Uh, well, yeah, for the end of for those of you at home who don't understand the reference, TJ <laughs> is referencing a random internet reviewer's review of Power Rangers in space. Yeah, just also where in a the random end, a random season he talks about, not just like yeah, a random season. In a random show called History of the Power Rangers, he plays under pressure with clips of the cast as the show well, ends. Well, it beat out Time of Your Life by Green Day. Hey, the thing is, that's the first time I ever heard that song. No, it's lie. not. That's powerful. 100%. I'm sure you cried, knowing who you are and what Power Rangers means to you and how that was the last it good, made me feel that was the last good season. Prove me wrong. Okay. We can fight <laughs> about that later. Um, but yeah. So, favorite moments, we have a list. Uh, we're just going to go through it um, and just say a few words because we are pushing our Agecast in the wild um, was 
might have been in the wild was awesome. Might have been one of my might be my favorite episode we ever recorded. That was ridiculous. Um, the video for that one is great. Uh, we set up. We did a set outside, just in our apartment complex. We, we made a new intro song. With God, I want. I just wish I could know what other people were thinking was going on while we were and doing that, that. The talent, the talent of musicians we had, purposely do that <laughs> song terribly. Those we have very talented musicians there with us, um, and we could have we, really we could have made a, a a banger. Instead, we made. The greatest song of all time. In the wild, Age Cast. In the wild, Age Cast. In the wild, <laughs> I. That was really good. I loved, yeah. loved recording. Also, I think that was our last um, spur of the moment Age Cast. We have, after that, at least had some ideas before recording. Yeah. Well, no, there was one we recorded after that'll never be released because it was terrible. Oh yes, that one. Uh. So. Next on the list is Ragecast. After uh, Noah insisting to join and Simon being okay to join along, we had Ragecast. And I have not gone back to listen to this episode. I feel like maybe I should because it's probably the perfect embodiment and time capsule of what it was like to live in our apartment. Yeah, I think the intro to Ragecast is amazing. The rest of it's fine. The like intro when it's just them and they're being us, and then we do the intro again. again. Oh, I forgot we did it's that. It's funny. The double take. Oh yeah, and it's like in a different key. That of uh, super fan Zach Dobrin, which Zach, I love you, bud. I know you're one of two people listening to this right now. Loved having you on the show. I I gotta tell you, I wanted you on earlier. But I felt it would be weird to have any guest that does not know both of us and only really knows one of us. So I was thankful. We Zach came on after too many games, right? Yeah, he came on after too many games, which was what a way for you all. Like you had known each other. We had technically gone to see Saban's Power Rangers, but that wasn't a real get to know somebody time. Well, we also saw Justice League, except he wasn't, he wasn't with, with us. us. He's just in the room. Uh, but too many games is where we got we had three days of the three of us were somehow when I think about too many games, Cody, and both times we have gone and how we were technically adults in those situations. I find that very wild. Yeah. Into the wild, in the yeah. wild, brave. Well, we were acting like children. And we were acting like children, and I I saw the chemistry, and I knew Zach would be fine to be on our show. And honestly, oh, yeah. production wise probably our best episode uh oh it looks kyle great. killed it shout out to shout kyle. out to kyle you killed it your ending was amazing uh, but we had to fire you after what you said and you know what you did True. oh oh gosh breaking update we have another fan question what what is this last another fan, fan question, question hot off the presses this is from Haley. She asks, what was our favorite musical moment from the Disney Plus original movie Stargirl 2020? Uh, you know, my favorite musical moment, Stargirl 2020, um, when an uh, entire marching band is playing and there's no visible mic, but you can still hear a ukulele on the football field. Very cool. Yeah. 
That was the song Be True to Your School. When you want to know something, now, right? That one. That song wasn't written for the movie. That is a Beach Boys song from like 2002. No, it's not. Yep. Yeah, look oh it up. My God. Uh, I swear to you, look up Be True to Your School. It is a song by the Beach Boys. Be True it is. No, it. Oh, from from 1963. From 1963. Be True to Your School. I thought it was from 2002. Recorded in September on the B side in my room. Do you know I actually I have this vinyl? I literally have Little Deuce Coup. Well, guess what? Uh, well, now I have to listen to it. You have Be True to Your School featured in Stargirl. Oh, yeah, thank you for that last minute question. Annie, Annie Dillard, um, that show, that episode was great. I wish we could get Dylan on again. We should at some point. Um, Absolutely. Honestly... The pilot's pretty trash, pretty garbage. I listened to it on the today. Um, I kind of consider Annie Dillard as our official start of this show. We had a lot of um, callbacks that we still do to this day from that. Yeah, that was like our lore building episode. Um, but another good one for me is the Digimon the movie uh, episode. I think we knocked that out of the park because it's so niche and it's also kind of hilarious. I've had multiple people who have told me that's their favorite episode and they know nothing about Digimon because we're, we're yeah. just that passionate about it. I think it's better if you don't know anything it, about it, the movie because the movie's utter nonsense. doesn't make any sense. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It is, it is like underappreciated. It's like the um, Spice Girls movie, Spice World, where it's like, Bad, but also perfect <laughs> at the same time. Um, if you haven't seen Spice World, it's it's amazing. Please, Digimon watch it. the movie is specifically amazing with a friend you've had for two years that also grew up with Fox Entertainment. It's the perfect, it's perfect movie for that. But I have to say, Cody, my favorite experience we ever had was when we went on our European tour, and we went to um, um, stalling. We went to. Uh, game. That's not Google search. I feel like an old man right now. I was typing in my Google search on our docket. Uh, we went to. Come on, here we go. We're almost there. Uh, you know, we went to a maze in Berlin in 2019 for our European tour. Our favorite, Berlin. Berlin. You said Berlin. You know, sometimes things happen. Maybe I don't think we ever went to Berlin. We went to you know the DOS Indie Game event in Cologne. Cologne? <laughs> you think I know these things? With the Gamescom. Oh, actually, I do know Gamescom. I thought you knew how to pronounce Cologne. Oh, Cologne. Cologne. All right, this bit's, uh, this bit's over. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so we already talked about Kyle and Stewart, so we can get past that. The thing of Stewart and the Mac VPC episode was really fun. I, I think uh, it one of our best early episodes. A perfect way to end the legacy of Stewart on this show. A great way to tie the knot um, and a reason to listen to season one of Age Gas. We're currently in season 37. Yeah. If you've not been keeping up, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, and then, um, this is just about the titles of Agecast, um, the best of which being original Disney Channel, original movie movies. A beautiful, completely um, beautiful. One of, that's like 
the final section of that episode is one of the funniest things we have ever made. Probably the funniest thing. Genuinely, I think anybody could just enjoy that episode. If people find out I have a podcast, I tell them to listen to the episode. If they liked it enough, they could try from then on. Probably that is definitely our best. Our best. I think. Production-wise, I, I do still agree that the, the Zach episode's probably highest production. Kyle killed it. Into the wi- In the Wild, I keep wanting to say Into the Wild. In the Wild is my favorite we ever did. But original Disney Channel, original movie movies, genius. Complete genius. Because we actually, like, planned for it. We planned weeks in advance. Who'd have thought? We had, we had, I'd, I'd said, hey, man, we, we know a lot about DCOMs. What if we yeah. made our own decoms? Yeah, we'll probably have a uh, sequel to that episode at some point. Spoilers. Spoilers. Or we'll go to Disney Radio, uh, Volume Four. I think that we only they only made three volumes. The la- Volume Three was the last time we've heard of uh, Orlando Brown. Eddie, I hope you're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you all for listening this long. Um, and now we're just going to get into plans for the future. Um, I mean, more Agecast. Um, we're not going to say it's going to be any more regular because it won't be. But <laughs> we'll keep recording. Like, I don't plan on stopping at any point. Teach the youth. Uh, we might have more opportunities as towards the summer months for once, actually. Because yeah, that's, that's true. We, we won't be doing anything. Finally be least busy. Um but in the meantime, honestly, check out Cody on Twitch. I'm, I'm serious about that. I would love... I mean, I have the capabilities of it. I just don't... Being an online teacher, I don't see me wanting to switch into Twitch mode immediately. But maybe <laughs> I might, like, guest star or something at some point. I don't think you're going to see me yeah. be a consistent a streamer of any, sort, any sense of the way. But Cody streams, uh, I hop on. I'm not the biggest... Uh, Twitch watcher. When I watch Twitch, it's more I watch it for the person. Um, and yeah. Cody is a great person and a soothing voice. We have many friends who listen to this podcast specifically when they can't sleep because apparently our yep. cadence is all right. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, apparently what a lot of people use this for, and that's okay. Um, we talk about boring things sometimes. Uh, but I think that just about. Like, I mean, I just want to say thank you again uh, for those of you who have stuck it out this long in this episode. Um, our episodes have been getting longer, like actual podcast length. I haven't gotten any complaints about the length um, at all from the people who listen. People always seem to enjoy it. Um, and yeah, once the summer months come, as we've said before, we're both uh, public school teachers now, so we do have the summers off. Uh, so we will probably be able to have more time to upload. So that might mean we have more than one episode every three months. Uh, maybe we'll get into some sort of weekly schedule. I'd like that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and what I would like to say to end this, um, to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. I've been thinking about that poem a lot lately, and I think what it says is that while it's tempting to play it safe, the more we're willing to risk, the more alive we are. <laughs> In the end, what we regret most are the chances we never took. Good night, Seattle. <laughs> what is that a reference to? Um, Sleep this in Seattle? No, it's, uh, it's a Kelsey Graver line. 
Is it from Money Plane? It's the last words of. Is it the it last the line last of Flight Frazier? Oh my God, <laughs> TJ. You can't just say Frazier. No. That's how I think we should end this episode. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look up the. A last line of something. Real yeah, you fast. gotta give your last line. I I paraphrased this. I didn't know we were doing because this. his last line is really like a last page of of things. It's the eleventh most watched series finale of all time. Wow. Um. Well, you were listening to, and for that, I'm eternally grateful. Good night, Seattle. Wow, what a great last line. Maybe I should actually watch Frasier at some point. All right, here's the last line of my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows. My name is Michael Weston, and I used to be a spy. It's the last line in Burn Notice. Also, the first thing you hear in Burn Notice, so that's cool. Wow, what, it, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It stops. Well. I've been TJ. And I've been Cody. And thanks for listening. Through, Through the ages. The ages.